people who were irritated when I suggested that they get out of the market because the previous year they made 126%. The previous year before that, they made 72%. And they said, I'm making so much money. And they stayed then with the program. And I saw the value of their individual share price go from $80 a share down to $6.90. Because everybody is so greedy. And it didn't make any difference being able to say, hey, I made triple digit returns. They didn't have anything to show for it at the end of the day because they kept on going to the casino, as it were. I love cash. Putting cash into safe places that will give you all those other benefits that oftentimes we talk about, they give you the opportunity to do the things that other people can't because their money is either locked up Mm -hmm. or is at risk. And when you have saved and when you've got your money in a safe place, you have all the opportunities in the world. This is the Better Wealth Podcast with Caleb Williams. Mark, thank you so much for joining the show. Awesome. Always awesome to be with you. This is so exciting. This is making my day. Oh, man. I I was, this is like, take this as a compliment, but when I think of someone that has the best voice, the radio voice, I'm not saying you have a radio face. I'm saying that you have such an amazing voice. And So I'm, should I say right now that we are at a location where it's 44 degrees and sunny? <laughs> it's, it's a blast, dude. I have to say, do you know how we got connected? Do you remember? I believe so. I believe I connected with Kim and she, because I was from Wisconsin, you're from Onalaska, and she's like, Caleb, I have an amazing person for you to connect with. Man, I'm getting just a moment, because this is how I've, you asked me earlier today how, like, how we're doing what we're doing. It's because of people like you. And I remember getting on the phone. I was still in college, by the way. I'm on the phone with you walking from a class and just, you are so generous with your time and you gave so much. And I remember calling you multiple times throughout my journey to ask advice. And you came out with a book, uh, was it two years ago? Yeah. And Investments Don't Hug, which I want to dive into that. You have so much wisdom and, and you just, you have a lot, you're doing a lot of things as it relates to helping clients with money, but you also have a very deep understanding. Like before we even started recording, you're talking about, you know, living today You have to live today. 100%. Because I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. I don't know if I'm going to be here tomorrow. Yeah. So let's put our best forward. And then if you do that every single day, every single day is going to just build and build and build and your life is going to be great. You know, I mean, we just shouldn't have a pity party all the time. So why don't you, for the listeners, paint the story. How did you get into this business? What is your why? And then let's dive into a couple key concepts that you wanted that you want the Better Wealth Nation to walk away with. Right. So you were talking about my voice. So I actually came from a broadcasting background. I actually did that like years and years ago, literally trapped in a closet for about uh, six hours a day talking to myself. Because that's what radio people do, you know, and it was awesome and it paid nothing and, but it was a cool experience, but I wanted to be able to have the type of career that I could connect with people on a regular basis and make a difference. Because at the end of the day, what did you live your life for? Now, for a lot of people, it's always going to be about the money. 
They want the biggest boat, the, the nicest car, the biggest house. And it's all about assets. And assets are important because they allow you to be able to have those other experiences in, in, in life. But at the end of the day, when you are taking the big trip, you want be, people to be able to look back at your life and to be able to say, that person actually made a difference. I want to be able to say that I, a difference, that I was here because no one's going to be able to remember your money. That's all going to be gone. But did you make a difference? So as I've connected with people within the industry, I know that people came before me that taught me things that I needed to know when I was young, like you. And I feel it's my responsibility to also do that now with people who are younger, because I don't want them to have to go through all the same things that I did in the same amount of time. When it's, if I can accelerate their career, accelerate their knowledge, then we're just able to help that many more people. Everybody should do that no matter what their job. So what I'm going to fast forward to one of my, one of my last questions is, this is your last day on earth. You're, you're here with the people that you love. What are you going to say? Think about what you're going to say. But I, what I want to ask right now is if, if you had to give someone the commandments, quote unquote, on what you've learned about money, because I know life is way more than just money. This is the Better Wealth Podcast. So if someone's coming to you and saying, hey man, like you're, you're super knowledgeable. You've, you've written a book. You've, you've done so much. What are some core things that I need to know, understand about money? Take the gamble out of your money. I, it makes uh, yeah. me nervous all the time. You know, because I've seen people who were irritated when I suggested that they get out of the market because the previous year they made 126%. The previous year before that, they made 72%. And they said, I'm making so much money. And they stayed then with the program. And I saw the value of their individual share price go from $80 a share down to $6.90. Because everybody is so greedy. And it didn't make any difference being able to say, hey, I made triple digit returns. They didn't have anything to show for it at the end of the day because they kept on going to the casino, as it were. I love cash. Putting cash into safe places that will give you all those other benefits that oftentimes we talk about, they give you the opportunity to do the things that other people can't because their money is either locked up or is at risk. And when you have saved and when you've got your money in a safe place, you have all the opportunities in the world. And if crap, if crap happens in your life and crap, I call it the crap factor. When crap happens in your life, you got to be able to have cash to get you out of that jam. And that's when we talk about the emergency fund. You need to have that and you need to have your opportunity fund. And one and I could summarize what you're saying right now by saying having access to capital and control. If somebody else is controlling it, the government or institutions because they have all these surrender penalties or uh, there's a liquidation penalty. Okay, that's not real cash. Cash is something I can get my hands in. Right, right. I I absolutely love that because 
at the end of the day, one of the things that we talk to our clients about is what's the value of controlling your money? So we talk about like Wall Street wants us to to have the conversation about, oh, like do this and you'll invest in this mutual fund or this account and you're going to get a greater rate of return, which is awesome, by the way. That potential can be there. Right. But my but. question is, what's the value of actually controlling money throughout your life or having the peace of mind to be able to go out for that business idea and know that if you do temporary fail, you're not going to be like having to go out on the street. Exactly. In fact, sometimes I'll say, I don't want to have that situation that at two o'clock in the morning, I'm waking up nervous and scared. I want to know I'm okay. I want to be able to drift back into dreamland. <laughs> which, which, by the way, uh, you should you should make Mark talks money something and <laughs> and like fall asleep because I feel like your yeah. voice could and take we'll people have, to sleep too. <laughs> we'll just have little mantras, right? Yes. Right, Caleb, Caleb. <laughs> I love it. So let's talk about your book, Investments Don't Hug. So I actually put that book together based on coming back to the office after a funeral. Had a legal pad, gave it to my uh, associate, and I said, could you please make a list of every single person that we have ever written a life insurance policy on and just write their name down? And then as soon as I had that, I started to write little notes to what that situation was. And everyone always assumes that it always plays out exactly the same. No two were the same. And all of a sudden, I realized I had chapters here. I had chapters that, in fact, people in my industry have said they couldn't believe the amount of death claims that I had delivered. Now, granted, we don't like to talk about this stuff. And I do talk about the cash and all the cool things that you can do along the way. But this is the deal. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, this is the default plan. When the things go bad, what is the default plan? And most people don't have a default plan. And you've got to have that plan, whether you're 23, 43, 63, 83, or 103. My grandfather, who died in his mid-80s, I was amazed as I was listening to a group of older women, one asking the other, did he have life insurance? Now, you would think that somebody in their 80s wouldn't even be thinking about that any longer because it's at the end of their life, the end of their career, and they're still talking about the life insurance. People always want to know about the life insurance because it is the bedrock, the foundation, it should be, of everything else that we do because it gives us the freedom to do these other creative things that you talk so right, much about. Right. Uh, Stephen Covey's book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, radically changed my life. And and it actually made me come up with my mission statement, which I live by to this day, is to help people see and reach their highest potential. Okay? Because he, he painted the picture. It's like, what do you want your life to look like? Think about yourself being in, you know, people coming to your funeral and they're reading your obituary. But think about this. Life insurance, and I know, and the reason I wanted to have you on the show is I have a I have a lot of people that are talking about just investments, talking about banking, all these other cool things. Even... Even my book focuses very little on the insurance side, okay? But but I want to unpack this because having a plan with that end in mind, how does that help you show up today? Because I would argue that having a plan that ensures what you want to happen will happen no matter what, no matter if you live to 90 or whether you pass away. Like, like we just had a tragedy in the sports world that happened recently. So it just makes you think, it's like, man, 
can you show up more powerfully as a dad, as a business person, as a public speaker, as an author? You know what I'm saying? If you already plan for what's going to happen and you just may, it just may happen a lot earlier. Well, just think about the love. When you look at a spouse and you can honestly say, I've got you covered. When you look at your children and you know the responsibility that you have to make certain that their lives are fulfilled the way that they should, and you can say, I've got you covered. You can take a look at yourself, realizing the cash that you have available to yourself in case you have those opportunities that come up. You can say to yourself, I've got you covered. I've got you covered. That's the wonderful wonderful thing that this product does that nothing else can guarantee. And I just also want to point out that your practice, you do everything. You do you do investments, you do like you, so it's not like you're just a one-sided. Well, and, and, and that's why I say all these things come into play, you know, and, and you can't have one product that does everything, you know, I would not want to see a piece of art that was just blue. Right. Well, I, I've my, gotta have, I love blue, you but love yeah, blue. I, I'm blue, with but, you though. Yeah, it's, but you got to have a... navy blue and baby blue. You've got to have these different varieties. Life oftentimes is like a Claude Monet, if you can kind of think of his art, just beautiful, and it just dabs of all these different colors. But at the end of the day, when you walk kind of away, like 20 feet from from one of his beautiful pieces of art, you can actually see it taking shape, and you can see the life that has been created. So our job is to make certain that we have all these dabbles of color all over the place, but it comes to being this beautiful image that we call life. And again, this is not death insurance. This is so we can live a better life. That's why it's life. Um, you also, <laughs> it makes me laugh just thinking about the, some of the videos I've seen. You have the, your little flashlight, oh, yeah. you have your gloves. Oh, yeah. hey, I tell you, I, we, we own the financial oscopy. We own the word. Yes. <laughs> so unpack that a little bit because I'm telling you, man, like you're, you have a book that says investments, those hugs, which by the way, is you hugging this, this child. So many people said, who is she? Is she like a granddaughter? And I said, okay, I might look old. No, she's a model. Like, listen, man, I know you, but if someone, if you're walking through the airport, you're seeing that, and you're like, what's that creeper doing oh, like, yeah, hugging this yeah. little child? Oh, my gosh. You know, and, and the amazing thing was is that the uh, photographer, she came up with the idea. It was her daughter. And when we did it, I kind of felt like, oh, I don't even know this child, and I'm embracing her like she's my own child. And it's like, yeah, it was. It, it, you know, I, I'm glad that her mother was in the room. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, so, so you have that, and then you have the financial oscopy, which it, let's unpack that a little bit because – I mean, isn't who wa- I mean, who wants that? Well, you know, but but here is the thing. You know, you've got to be able to go where no one else is willing to take you. Especially when you get a certain age. What is it? Once you reach the age of 50, you're supposed to go through the other similar procedure every 10 years. Not fun. You know, you're required to fast and drink, you know, goo and cleanse out your system so they can go where nobody else has personally ever been with you that intimately before. But people are able to find things that should not be there. So you've got to have to have a system where you're really looking at 
someone without just, you know, just casually looking at them. And I mean, isn't that what you do when you look at people's financial life? It's just not looking at you and look like, okay, Caleb, you kind of look like you're like X dollar amount. You should have this. You should have that. You know, you got to kind of get down and dirty with a person. You got to get, I like to say, financially, they have to strip. Don't you want to know where the questionable mole is on the small of their back? If that's what's going to kill them, you want to know where that mole is. And let's talk about keeping up with the Joneses. I mean, people may look like they have their life put together, but it's it's crazy, man. When you and that's part of what we do through our processes. When you get down and dirty, as you say, and really unpack what's there. It can be a sombering time for many people, but here's where I love where your example comes because you go through some of these tests, it's on it's not fun, but think about how many lives are saved through that. And I'm just thinking about I mean I love the examples that you use because there are people that come into your office, there are people that come in and work with us that leave it may have been painful but leave with their financial lives saved. I know that Caleb is going to be looking at this a year from now, two years from now. He is going to make certain that I have reviews on a regular basis, which I would call like the annual physical. You know, because bodies change. I mean, they do. I mean, I went in for a physical recently, and I was frustrated to learn that I've already shrank two inches. It's like, how does this happen? You know, I always want to be five foot ten and I was almost five foot ten, and now I'm hovering around five foot eight, and it's like, okay, what gives with that? You know, so it's like life changes, you know, and your financial life changes, you know, the need for all these things that we're talking about, the needs and wants, those change as well. So they need to be looked at on a regular basis. Right. And what and, and through that process, what are the most common things that you're finding? Because I again I want I want people to listen to this podcast and really get some practical takeaways that that just make them better off. Okay, for, you know what surprises me the most, and this is this amazes me all the time, because we'll have people into the office sometimes. They'll be 70 years of age. Their kids, obviously, are already out of the house. They have grandchildren who are on the way. And I like to ask the question this way. When was the last time you updated your will? And the reason I ask it that way... And they go, what oh, will? They say, what will? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, that is usually the first thing I said. You know what? We're not even going to work together. Unless this is accomplished. Because sometimes I feel like if I can assist them in putting together the proper notes that they can go talk to a qualified attorney and they can get this done, it will make everything go so much easier. And again, somewhat depressing because now I'm talking about the end of life and such. But it's like, okay, where do you want the money to go? Do you want the money to go to the government? Do you want it to go to, you know, your crazy relatives that you don't like? Do you want it to go to your kid who is irresponsible and don't they don't have their crap together yet? Money is to be used to do good. Do you really want your money to be used to do not good, bad? Mark, I, c- I could literally talk to you for hours. You're such a life-giving person, and you have so much, so much. So, guys, if you're listening to this, go get the book, Investments Don't Hug. Like, he does an audible version. So, oh, my goodness, if all you wanted to do is just have a book to fall asleep to, yeah, it no, would no. be, like, subconsciously in your brain. Yeah, like, how but, cool would that be? But I've been told by some people, be careful if you're listening to it as you're driving, because sometimes the watery eyes can kind of make everything look like double vision. You will find yourself kind of going 
going over to the side of the road, catching your breath, maybe blowing your nose. I mean, there are some very, very emotional stories that are involved. Yes, yes there But is. there's also a lot of takeaways as far as how do you accomplish this? How do you make your life? And that's that's why we're living. Is it's not it's not just some number. Yeah, it's not just some number on a piece of paper. It's like how are you how are you going to show up today? You're this is so going back to what what I end podcast. This is your last day on earth. You're with the people that you love the most, your family, the people that are closest to you, and you have one last conversation that you can pass on to them. What what are you what are you going to talk about? I wasn't perfect, but I tried the hardest that I could to not only give you as much as possible during my life, but also as much of me forever. It's powerful. It's powerful. How can people just find out more about what you do and stay connected with you? You know, the best way to uh, uh, find out about me, go to investmentsdonthug.com. Or if you want to find out what I'm doing regarding my audio podcast, we got some cool things going on there. It's Discovering Wisdom over coffee with Mark Bertrand. I love it, man. I love it. Thank you. And uh, we'll, we'll be in touch. And I, I look forward to hearing more stories and bumping into you at different conferences. And dude, thank you so much for the work that you do. And I think it's so amazing because your experience, you don't have to be working, but you believe so much in what you do that you're here and you're bringing other people, you're training other people. And, and I am a product of people like you being willing to be on the phone with me and, and mentor me, man. So thank hey, you. And thank you for your time. Thank you so much for listening to the Better Wealth Podcast. Make sure you press subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. You can listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or your favorite podcast player.